Hello, everyone. This is Mark Vina with more insights and strategy. Today is June 6, 2019, 75th anniversary of the Normandy invasion, obviously a very historic um, date. But it's also going to be a historic day because I'm lucky enough to have on the line um, a person who is going to be a very interesting um, individual to have this podcast with. Uh, his name is uh, Asher Kagan. And Asher is the CEO and co-founder of what I believe is going to be a very disruptive company in the gaming space. As a lot of people know, um, Google made a lot of um, uh, noise a few months ago with the idea of creating something called Google uh, Stadia, which is going to be a cloud-based gaming um, uh, capability. Not much is known about it quite yet. Uh, they haven't really divulged a whole lot. But in a similar vein, uh, Shadow's been around for a bit of time, and they're attempting to do the same type of thing in a, in a, in a bit of a, a different way, and we're going to go into that. But uh, um, can't wait to have the conversation with Asher. Asher, introduce yourself and uh, tell us how you got here. How, you, how did you get uh, Shadow on the, on the map, so to speak? Hi, guys. Uh, it's uh, definitely an interesting uh, date uh, today, like you said, uh, the uh, Normandy invasion on this date, and uh, exactly <laughs> like uh, Normandy, Shadow started uh, in France. Oh, uh, uh, and we we started we launched the service originally on uh, December 2017 in uh, France, uh, and I moved to US uh, about uh, one year and a half ago to launch the service here in uh, US. And uh, exactly, exactly like uh, like the importance of this date, uh, we started the shadow uh, in a garage in uh, Paris with the idea of uh, that the way actually we we playing game today. And now uh, since we talk uh, a lot about Normandy, it's really. Uh, creating me and needs to play a uh, Battlefield One right now, but <laughs> the way that we are playing games uh, during uh, since since I was a small kid, actually didn't change a lot. Where as uh, as a gamers, we always want to play the 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 best games that we want on the on the best experience that we want. We always needed back from the early 90s where I grew up, uh, up to today, to be able to put up front uh, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 to get the best uh, gaming uh, rig available. Mm -hmm. And we always uh, needed to be stuck in a vicious upgrade cycle where we need to upgrade the GPU, the CPU, or buy a new generation of the computer to be able to play the latest titles. Mm -hmm. And we were stuck to play it only on this machine or on a similar performance machine and not just on any display around us. So all those kind of frictions since uh, 30 years didn't change. And we wanted to bring a technology that's allowing the gamers to access their content directly with no upfront cost, with no huge upfront cost, and, and to be able to play on any display around them, whether it's uh, their TV in the living room, their uh, desktop on the room, or uh, their uh, laptop. Right. Yeah, so let me jump in there for a second, Asher, because I think you made a really interesting point, is that um, you know, gaming, real high-performance gaming you know, versus console gaming, because gaming kind of breaks into a few different categories. And then there's, of course, mobile gaming on, on tablets and, and smartphones. But the real robust gamers who you know, were, are 
who like to consider themselves really serious people. You know, those early customers that bought the four or five, you're being polite with saying two or $3,000. Some of these gaming rigs in the yeah. old days with dual SLI graphics and overclocked CPUs with very exotic water cooling solutions, you know, back in the, uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, those products were three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. And, and today, frankly, you know, the price points haven't changed. You know, if you look at what Dell does with Alienware since they acquired Alienware a long time ago, they have some wonderful hardware. But to your point, you know, we're talking two, three, four thousand dollars if you get the right tricked out uh, configuration. And the problem you have is that, you know, the hardware um, upgrade acceleration process goes very rapidly. You know, in a year, in a year and a half, that two or three thousand dollar investment requires now new graphics. It might require a higher end CPU. So what you really have done at Shadow, you know, and I know you're going to talk more about this, is really remove that friction level of having to go out and buy that kind of really robust hardware and have a very, very similar, uh, uh, very similar um, high quality gaming experience. So let's talk a little bit about that. So when, uh, when we started and established the company, uh, it was very clear for us, but we also verified it with uh, just by calling all the gamers friends that we know and uh, doing uh, later on uh, marketing uh, research on that, is that we wanted to provide, and for the gamers, it's very important to be able to play on the high-end machine. And mm -hmm. the, as, as you know, I truly believe that the gaming market, the users are not looking on the low end of the scales. And the way to get to the gamers, the way to reach, reach their, their passion and their love is by providing a solution that the most the hardcore gamers will be able to utilize. The hardcore gamers will be able to to recommend on. And uh, you know, usually you always have the friend that uh, you know that is uh, specialized in all the games, and you're going to ask them which CPU I should buy to my new computer, which GPU I should buy to my new computer. If we can provide a solution that will satisfy this friend to use it for himself, so to give him a solution that's give him the high-end high, high -end, uh, tier uh, graphic card, whether it's a GTX 1080, whether it's a uh, RTX 2080, or always the highest-end graphic card, the highest-end uh, CPU and storage, and that he will always, he will be able to utilize it for himself. It will spread very fast among the gamer community from the top uh, to, to bottom. Mm -hmm. And so we focused on building Shadow that each time you're connecting to Shadow, you're getting your own dedicated hardware and high-end hardware without sharing it with other users and the and solution similar to that. So you can always be sure that when you're playing, you will always get the high-level experience, no matter how much uh, people are using uh, shadow right now or uh, how much uh, people are using uh, the network right now and we should really d deep uh dive deep into this because it really sounds frankly Osh, you're too good to be true honestly uh, that hey you could get this trump you know this kind of performance this kind of immersive gaming experience um doing it in a virtual type of way and i didn't believe it for um on frankly until i actually stopped at your offices a few days ago and actually you get guys 
um, gave me a terrific demo of a, of a few different games. And I was really amazed at the experience. So let's go behind the scenes a bit and explain from a technology standpoint, you know, at 10,000 feet, you know, how do you create this incredible virtual experience with gaming? And, and, and by the way, the most popular games, this is just not a narrow assortment of games. It's a very wide um, assortment. Essentially, any, uh, any game that's written for Windows you know, you can, it's available to play. But let's go talk about just the technical horsepower behind this and how do you deliver that experience? So we went, uh, we went on a bit uh, crazy move for uh, when we just uh, started the startup and we were like literally in a garage. Uh, we were uh, about uh, 10 people in around the garage of, uh, I think it was on feet, and uh, it was about uh, 150 square feet, this garage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we decided that there is no other option to actually make cloud gaming work in a way that it can be on par with uh, PC and feel like it's really running locally, which means without any kind of latency that any device will be supported and people will be able to use it exactly to get to the content without any friction instead of adding additional friction. We knew that we need to do a complete end-to-end solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means to build our own data center, to design our own server in a way that we can give a dedicated component to each, uh, to each uh, shadow user and not to split it and to design all the network uh, strategy, how we are going uh, to peer with the local uh, ISPs in a way that uh, we can always uh, guarantee uh, stable, uh, stable experience and stable uh, traffic. And to the way of how to develop all the software that's doing the capturing and coding and streaming out the images uh, from the server. And of course, to all the client platforms that we need to support from uh, Windows, Mac, Linux, uh, Android TV, Apple TV, uh, iPhone, uh, Android, and all, uh, all the kind of interfaces. Uh, so we... We were really lucky to be surrounded by a very, very visionary investor that, uh, that trusted us and gave us the, the budget to, to actually establish this kind of operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we started uh, directly by uh, building the first data center, going into the development. And on every, every step of the way, we needed to tune the experience for uh, cloud gaming. For example, cloud gaming, no matter what we will do, it will add a network latency to the gaming experience. As long as we doesn't find a way to break the speed of light, we will always have some kind of network latency. So we can improve it by using better uh, protocols. We can improve it by using better uh, peering strategy with the operator but we will always have the speed of light limitation. Mm-hmm. So our way to overcome it is that the look to, to overview the latency as a full click to, to eyeball latency. So when 
we we measured it with uh, with uh, first with a 1,000 frame per second camera, and after that we we created uh, our own device to to measure those kind of uh, of latency. But we saw, for example, with 1,000 cameras that even on a local uh, desktop, and uh, when you click on a button until the frame is updated and until your eye sees uh, the feedback of the button, it's taking about 45 milliseconds. Now, on laptops, on regular laptops, it's usually around the 90, 90 milliseconds. And on gaming rigs with uh, special gaming uh, display, with special uh, professional gaming uh, keyboard and mouse, you can reduce it to 20, 30 milliseconds. So our approach was, if we can minimize the latency of the local device, if we can minimize the input lag, if we can minimize the display lag, uh, we will be able to compensate on the network latency. Uh, so we developed it in a way that uh, on the input lag, we injecting the input that's coming back from the from the mouse keyboard or the accessories of the users to the shadow it's injected into the shadow in a through the the hypervisor the the, the piece of software that's uh, running the the shadow the the virtual machine in our data center Mm -hmm. in a way that it's reducing a lot the latency that it's reaching the operation system. Right. On the other side, we completely eliminate the, lo the display latency. So instead, like a local computer that's rendering an image, copy to the back buffer, copy to the front buffer, and then the screen, uh, waiting until the screen will fetch the image from the graphic card, we are taking the image immediately as it's going to the uh, as it's finished to be rendered by the GPU. Right. On the client, we're injecting it directly to the to the front buffer with the right timing to the screen to pull it. So the result of that is that if we're running, for example, a server with a local display connected to it and the client next to it on a local network, so we don't have any kind of uh, we have a super minimal network latency the frame on the client will be more recent than the frame on the server. And this allowing us to even from, a, if you are a 1000 kilometer from the data center, still to be on par with the local uh, desktop. Well, and, and that's really what's amazing to me because the demo that, I mean, there was a few games that you showed me when I was at your offices the other day, uh, but I was particularly impressed with, the, with the, the, the smooth nature of the graphics. I mean, the one game we were playing with was, um, I think it was Fortnite, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it was, and it was just amazingly smooth to me and, and almost, you know, I, I couldn't detect with my, maybe my old eyes, you know, any amount of real, any jitteriness and the... the um, the players were moving very, very smoothly through the entire, you know, five-minute demo, and I was just—I was shocked, frankly, at the the ultra performance. And and when I think it's interesting, when I, you know, when I look at this from a business standpoint, you know, if you're if um, you know th this model that you've created, where you pay a monthly subscription fee without having to get the hardware, without having to worry about upgrading your PC every couple of years, like we were talking about. It allows that user to concentrate his dollars on buying a really good display or a better TV. Uh, and we haven't even talked yet about the multi-display aspect of Shadow as well. So, but I'm, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting 
you know, from a, um, you know, from a value proposition standpoint. But let's also talk about the multi-platform, multi-display, um, you know, capability that Shadow offers, because I think that's in uh, interesting as well, Asher. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, the experience of the users were, uh, were very, very important for us, that the gamers will be able to play the games in, in, the, in the way that uh, he loved to play them. Mm -hmm. And that, that's why we also supporting and the uh, 144 hertz uh, displays. So uh, we can display 144 frames per second and give the gamers the kind of competitive uh, gameplay experience when they're playing uh, competitive uh, first person shooters and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, on the type of uh, functionalities it's really where we can uh, use the cloud gaming technology to create new kind of experience or just make the life easier and that's why we released uh, two weeks ago the multiple multiple uh, display where you can actually usually until now if you wanted to see on uh, two two screens to have connected to your computer you needed to have two pieces screen hdmi or display for screen connected to your uh, gaming rig mm -hmm. and then you were able to use the multi-screen since we are streaming the the frames to any kind of uh, display that's around you uh, we enabled an option that you can take uh, your laptop or your uh, desktop, you can launch uh, one client on it. You can take also your tablet or your uh, phone and launch, an, launch another client on it and connect to the same shadow mm -hmm. and get the two screen uh, of windows directly to your, uh, to your uh, two display separately, even if it's one laptop and one is a tablet, mm -hmm. one is uh, your iPad uh, tablet. And that's allowing for me, for example, I love to play a very, very ancient game. And please, 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 someone release a new version of this game. I know there is a problem to find the source code, but I'm playing uh, <laughs> Flight Simulator. Uh, Flight Simulator X. And it's super useful for me that I can put some of the instruments on, uh, on my iPhone screen and uh, clear some space on my uh, main uh, display on the laptop and uh, have a multi-screen uh, in this style. So, so Asher, a couple of questions for you. Um, when you look at, you know, at, from a strategic standpoint, do you think Shadow is going to, and the answer might be yes to both of these questions, but do you think that the um, Shadow capability is going to peel off people who are existing big PC rig gamer type of people and, and it will pull pe customers away from that segment? Or do you think it's going to take mainstream customers who can't afford two or three thousand dollar investments in PC hardware and open up gaming to them that they haven't been able to get exposure to because of the you know the, that high bar, that high cost of entry? So where do you think your customers will be coming from for the most part? Uh, mostly, very very good question. On the Today, we are not aiming on the gamers that, uh, like you mentioned on the beginning, have the capabilities and love and passion about spending and tuning uh, the, the hardware right. for a $5,000 PC or $10,000 PC. On, we don't deliver this level of high experience of uh, two 2080 TIs that's connected on SLI 
you will not get this level of experience from Shadow. Mm-hmm. We are mostly aiming on the people that's on the budget of uh, $2,000, uh, around $2,000. And also, a lot of our clients is people that's dreaming about the 2080 graphic card or 1080 graphic card, and, but cannot afford it and have much more lower budget now with $25 uh, or with annual commitment or $35 per month they can get access to, those, uh, to this kind of hardware and right. this kind of performance. Mm-hmm. Another very interesting uh, big group that we have mm-hmm. is that uh, actually people like me, that I was used to go around with uh, Asus uh, Republic of Gamer laptop that uh, I loved and but was big and uh, heavy. Uh, and now I can connect from, I, I can just switch to a normal, uh, normal uh, professional laptop uh, or, a, or a Mac and just be able to play on this machine without, mm-hmm. uh, without any kind of restriction. And this is a definitely a big segmentation of our users that's, uh, that's were ex-gamer or legacy gamers and now suddenly they have the opportunity to easily come back with, to the gaming world without spending a lot of time that they don't have on maintaining their uh, gaming rig and, uh, and, uh, and uh, have the time in the evening to play on their gaming rig. Instead, right. they can connect from their laptop at any time of the day and just play. Now, the, the, uh, the $64,000 question that I'm sure you've gotten already is that obviously Google made a big splash a few months ago when they announced this thing called Stadia. Nobody knows too much about it yet. You know, even at the uh, Google I.O. event, you know, they were pretty cagey. Um, if, when you get asked that question, which I'm sure you do, you know, how do you differentiate yourself from Stadia without knowing too much about it uh, versus what's already been kind of um, uh, disseminated about it? How do you position yourselves against um, the, uh, Google's uh, Stadia um, initiative? Uh, one one of the things that we were uh, we were uh, researching and the, already from the beginning is the, is the approach for the cloud gaming because there is two two main approaches that uh, we saw on the cloud gaming. One approach is the closed catalog approach, more kind of a console style experience where you have a catalog of game of games. Mm-hmm. And you're selecting the game that you want to play, and you launch it. Uh, the approach that we decided to take, because we believe that when a gamer wants to play, usually have some kind of a main title that it's is playing at uh, any period of time, so, mm-hmm. uh, and a specific game that you want to play. So we wanted to give a solution uh, that will allow gamers to play any kind of game directly out of the box. Right. And also to give a solution that's gamers that's already spend uh, a lot of, uh, of uh, money to build their uh, Steam catalog or Epic Store catalog or any kind of distribution catalog, that they will be able to utilize this, uh, this uh, base. Uh, so that's why we decided to give a full Windows PC, a full uh, gaming rig basically, to to the users of uh, to the gamers of Shadow, and to allow them to play 
any any kind of games that they want and uh, any game that's supporting Windows. Right, and I, and I think that's important because when you take a step back, you know, developers have finite resources. And as far as we know so far, correct me if I'm wrong, <coughs> there may be some very fine games uh, that get ported over to Stadia, but it will have to be a port. I mean, the, the games don't run natively, as far as we know, under Stadia. And, you know, the, the, the advantage I think you have is that you have this huge stable of Windows games that are already out there. Developers don't have to modify them in any way because they're already Windows-based and Windows-developed. And it's going to take some time. I mean, Google does have deep pockets, and they'll probably do a lot of funding to you know, get a lot of the um, big titles ported over to Stadia. But I think that's an advantage you have out of the get-go is that someone can have a great experience with, with the games they love and enjoy right now versus having to wait you know, six months while a game they may like gets ported over to Google, uh, gets ported to Stadia, and, and that may or may not happen. So I think you have an advantage in that area. Yeah, and it's also, like you said, it's also in cases that you want to play an old title, which uh, yes. if you're looking on Steam, on the top 10 games or a similar statistic like that, you see very heavy presence of, uh, of uh, games that was released uh, five years ago. Uh, I mean, uh, take, for example, uh, GTA uh, 5, I think it was uh, seven years ago, something like that, that it was released mm-hmm. and uh, still super popular game. Right. Uh, those those games are almost uh, impossible to port to to a new kind of platform, and to to open the uh, source code and uh, that uh, that uh, was sitting on the shelf for a long time. Right. Uh, now, yeah. So uh, very interesting stuff, Asher. We we've only got a couple of minutes left here. Um, we've got E three. Um, right around the corner. I've already got my noise-canceling headphones out because my my hearing will be um, degraded 30% by the time the uh, event is over. But do, do you folks have any, any special plans for E3? First, thank you very much for the tip of the head, uh, noise-canceling uh, headset. <laughs> I'm definitely planning on using it now. <laughs> uh, so highly re- highly we, recommended. E3, we are going with, uh, with our partners, uh, with uh, Logitech. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be at the Logitech uh, booths and uh, we will uh, demonstrate uh, Shadow over there, including with all the cool peripherals of Logitech, right. uh, the devices uh, connected directly to Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it sounds that it's going to be super, super exciting uh, E3 this, uh, this year. Uh, there is already there is already confirmation from a lots and lots of companies that they are going to be present there with a lots and lots of cool technologies. So I definitely excited to discover new things over there. Well, my recommendation, Asher, is to bring some soft, sh- some very uh, broken-in walking shoes because uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great event for you. And uh, you know, for those of you in the on, who listening in, uh, listening in on the podcast. Um, E3 is an event like no other event that I've ever attended, and and that includes many many years of CESs. It's it's really an event that stands by itself in terms of uh, just so much distraction, so much noise that it's it's sometimes difficult to comprehend. But in, in any event, Asher, thanks for your time for participating on the call. I I'm sure you're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of interested parties because Logitech always has a big presence at uh, E3, and. Um, Again, thank you for your time. And uh, if you want to find uh, Shadow um, Asher, what is the uh, name of your website? Just so for the audience. Uh, 
The website is shadow.tech. Uh, you can uh, see all the details about Shadow there, subscribe and uh, test it. We have also now, uh, we launched uh, uh, 10 days for $10 to get the first impression of uh, Shadow. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, looking forward to see you in uh, E3. It'll be fun, Asher. Thank you very much for your time. So to the, to the more insights and strategy audience, please follow us on our usual social media, Suspect Partners, that's LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And until next time, have a great weekend.